The word of God we learned in Sunday school is quick. It's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to divide. It's able to cut and separate. Amen. If you're perfect in here, you can leave. You don't need preaching. But I imagine nobody's going to leave because we all need God's word. Come on, Brother Eddie, preach to us. I've asked Brother Eddie to preach to us today. Amen. I do want to say, Brother Eddie, my feelings are hurt because Johnny sounded a little too excited that I said, Brother Eddie, come here. Thank you, Johnny. I don't get no offer, so I can't share it with you. Matthew chapter number one. Appreciate being here today. Uh, I'll read your scriptures and let you sit down, then I'll say a few things. Matthew chapter number one, begin at verse number 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was in spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. What a man. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. You can be seated. I want to I talk just a little while today about why was Jesus born? Why was Jesus born? First off, you women will like this. A wife told her husband, she said, honey, I am so sick. I need you to call the veterinarian and make an appointment for me <laughs> he said uh, don't you mean a doctor she said no I work like a horse she said I live like a dog I'm living in a house with a bunch of monkeys and I'm sleeping with a pig I think you should call the veterinarian <laughs> I knew the women were like that I want to get the women on my side today I'm not trying to get you to fall in love with me or Damon, or the church, but I would like you to fall in love with Jesus. Because people that have a relationship with the church and with the minister uh, get disappointed. But people that have a relationship with Jesus, there's none like him. None like him. He'll treat you right. 
You'll never be disappointed in him. You may not understand him at times. Give him time. He'll reveal himself. There's at least 256 names that pertain to God in the Bible. Uh, yet Psalms 138 verse 2 said, Thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. His word is the most important and the most powerful thing in the world. Because when he speaks, things happen. And we need to fall in love with his word greater than we've ever fell in love with it. We wouldn't even know about the name of Jesus if it wasn't for the word. And, uh, and, and there is 66 books in this Bible. There's a 1,189 chapters. There's 773,692 words. They was written by about 30 different authors over a period of 1,600 years. And their message was, Jesus is coming, Jesus is here, and Jesus is coming again. All of the old Bible that pertains to, to one theme, and that's a, a coming Messiah. Uh, I really believe a lot of people think that, and even church people, thinks that Jesus was born so we could get one more holiday in before the year ended. If, if you really think that, you, you really don't know him. Because he's the greatest thing that's ever happened to this world. He stands alone. There's nobody that can compare to him. And because of the scriptures that I read to you, um, if you was to read a, a book that's about 300 years old, it would be outdated. You, you wouldn't quite understand it because it would be written in a time that the people wrote it lived. But this book is so old, thousands of years old, and it's, it's as up-to-date as the newspaper you got today, if you got the newspaper. Because it was not written to a time, it was written to humanity. And humanity is the same in every generation. The Bible says that children are born speaking lies. That happened 2,000 years ago. It'll happen 2,000 years from now if he don't come back. Because it's written to humanity. And we need to understand that. And, and God knows that. Um, there's two things. Damon was talking about it in Sunday school, debating. Um, there's two things you should never debate with people about. If you're settled on it, it doesn't matter whether you're debating. And, and let me tell you something. People love to argue over the Bible. If you let somebody know you're a preacher... First thing you're going to say, where did Cain get his wife from? They're going to come up with questions and stuff. And, and I've heard in my lifetime, working with the public, being a minister and preaching on the weekends and uh, all up and down West Virginia and different uh, parts of Kentucky, uh, and I've heard some of the stuff that people think is Bible, that's unbelievable. Well, the Bible said every man sits on his own tub. Every tub sits its own bottom. They come up, and, and this is true. People learn scripture. Winos know scripture. I had a wino tell me one time, the Bible said to drink no longer water, but drink wine for your stomach's sake, and you're often infirmities. And he says, and I have infirmities often. <laughs> you see, he's trying to justify what he was doing by the word of God. But... 
You can't, you can't bend the scripture to make it fit what you believe. You have to let the scripture speak for itself. Two things you should never debate with people. Number one is the virgin birth. Right here it says, for the child which is found of her is of the Holy Ghost. Mary was a virgin. And there's no debate about that. I mean, you, you, you can find some of these translations, and it'll say a young woman had a baby. No, there's young women having babies all over the United States and the world today, but there's not any virgins having them. We have to know and settle in our heart the fact is that Mary was a virgin or our salvation is no different than anybody else's salvation because if he was not, if she was not a virgin, his blood would be just like your blood and my blood and we couldn't save and wash away nobody's sins. But the fact is she was a virgin and she knew not a man. She was conceived of the Holy Ghost. And, and that's, that's where Jesus came from. He was born of a virgin. And I'm not going to debate that with nobody. That's settling my heart because I believe that. Number two, should never argue over a resurrection. He did raise. And there's no debate about it. You can argue with people all you want to. I'm settled in the fact that he got up. If he hadn't a, we wouldn't even be here today. Because of the resurrection, because of the virgin birth, we have salvation and we can enjoy God and, and God's word because of the simple fact there's two things. Because if you believe in the virgin birth and the resurrection, it, it, depend, it determines your destiny and it also determines your behavior and your, and your direction. Because upon them two things, we get our direction from. And you cannot be born of the Spirit of God and act the same way you did before you met Jesus. You cannot do it. Your behavior will change when you base your religion upon the fact that Jesus was born of a virgin and Jesus rose from the dead. Amen. So, so I thought I'd throw that in just for a but, but let me give you a few things of why that Jesus was born. And I love them holidays. Uh, I loved them a lot better when I was working. Uh, but uh, I still enjoy them. All right, the first thing, that, the reason Jesus was born was it's uh, to fulfill prophecy. Because it says in Micah 3 and 21, Bethlehem, out of thee shall come forth unto, unto thee, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth has been from old, from everlasting. The prophecy that was spoken, there's no less than 300 and some prophecies that was prophesied about Jesus' coming, about his birth, about his death, about his resurrection. Uh, a lot of people don't understand about prophecy. I mean, if I can see 20 years down the road, I might could predict something that would happen. But thousands of years in advance, who knows? Only God knows what was going to happen that, that far in advance. That proves to me that the Word of God is the Word of God, not the Word of man. And I'll not argue that because I believe God's Word knew what was going to happen from the beginning. He was a lamb as slain from the foundation of the world. And all of these prophecies that were spoken. We love Psalm 23. You ought to read Psalm 22. 
uh, the Lord spoke by the mouth of David and began to prophesy about what would take place at a crucifixion. And this was thousands of years before the crucifixion was ever invented. The Romans had never, nobody had ever been crucified when these prophecies was given forth. Only God could know that. The Bible says holy men of old spake as they was moved upon by the Holy Ghost. We don't want to leave the Holy Ghost out of our services. We want the Holy Ghost in the midst of us because the Holy Ghost knows the end from the beginning and he can reveal exactly what we need to know. All of the prophecies that, that was prophesied of old came to pass when Jesus was born and lived and died and he fulfilled every one of them. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 began to prophesy. And it said, a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a child, a son, not just a child, a son. And his name shall be called Emmanuel. That was prophesied 700 years before the virgin received the word of God. And listen, when Jesus was born, there was no sensation. Mary said, she didn't feel nothing. She said, let it be according to thy word. Faith. She had enough faith to believe what the, the angel had spoken. And that's how Jesus came into this world. Because the Holy Ghost came upon Mary and she was conceived of a child. Isaiah said a virgin 700 years before. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. Isaiah 600 and some years or 700 before this happened. He looked down through the telescope of time and he began to prophesy and he saw three things. He saw a crib, he saw a cross, and he saw a crown. In chapter 9 verse 6, he said, for unto us a child is born. That's the crib. Unto us a son is given. There's a cross. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. There's the crown. Before it ever happened, hundreds of years, the Word of God said, this will happen. This will take place. That's where my faith is, is in God's Word. If it happened back then, it's going to happen today. What was told in the New Testament will happen in the future. And I've got my faith in it, every bit of it. I, I'm not going to listen to man, what doctrines of men have to say. Because men will leave you wrong. They'll, they'll lead you wrong. Lead you astray. Look at the founder of the religion that you're serving. See what the founder is. And if, if your founder of your religion is dead, so is your religion. That's, all, that's the simplest way to explain it. And he said his name shall be called Wonderful. Woo, I got just I got a message just on wonderful. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And to the end of his government, there shall be no end. Hallelujah. His kingdom is not going to end. Hallelujah. It's just going to expand. It's going to get greater and greater. All of the prophecy had to be fulfilled. That's why he was born. And he let them know when he was here upon this earth, he'd go into the temple and read a scripture. And he'd say, this day has this scripture been fulfilled before your very eyes. They didn't like that. 
They got mad at him. They wanted to kill him. A lot, a lot of people today, they don't like Jesus. You got some of these religions, they think he was just a good teacher, a good man. But they don't, they don't believe he was Emmanuel. It plainly said, Emmanuel, which has been interpreted as God with us. It didn't say part of God with us or part of the Spirit with us. God with us. Let me give you the second point, and I'll tell you a little bit more. Jesus was born also in order that he might reveal God. The vision that people had of God in the Old Testament was horrible. They feared him. When he spoke, thunder come from the mountains, and they wouldn't go near the mountain because they couldn't see him. They didn't know what he was. They knew he was a God that would destroy their enemies. They knew he was powerful. They knew that he had created. He, he, he had let himself be known as, I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. And they knew that. He said, I'm the God. When they prayed to him, oh God, thou that delivers the people from across the Red Sea, they would let him know how powerful and how great he is. But they had a fear upon him because they could not see him. They could hear, hear, but not see him. Jesus came to reveal God to man. He came wrapped up in a body like your and mine. What do you mean? John 1 and 8, no man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Declare means to make known. <laughs> he told Philip, he said, they said, show us the Father and, and we'll be satisfied. He said, have I been so long time with you and you haven't known me? When you see me, you see the Father. He declared him. He revealed God. They could see humanity. Because, and when you can see humanity, you can see he's just like I was. For the exception that he was born of a virgin. And he said, all power in heaven and in earth is given unto me. We can't say that. We, we've, got, we've got power, but we've not got the power that he had. While he was human, while he walked this earth, while he came down to be a sacrifice for sin, he said all power. He didn't wait till he died to get that power. He had that power before he died. I wrote a few things down about how he, he lived his life upon this earth as, as man and as God. Emmanuel, God with us. As Jesus, he walked around. But as God, he made the lame to walk while he was on this earth. Not after he died. As Jesus, he was asleep in the boat. But as God, he arose and calmed the storm. You see, he had... He had the power of both. You're talking about willpower. Now, he had it. As Jesus, he went to a wedding. As God, he turned the water into wine. And it was real wine. It wasn't grape juice. Because when they drank it, they got drunk. <laughs> and they said, you saved the best for last. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's what he's doing right now with his church. He's saving the best for last. 
as Jesus, he wept over Lazarus. Why did he weep? He knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. But the humanity part of him wept when he saw the grief of Mary and Martha. And he wept. But as God, he said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus got up and walked out of the grave. Wow. As Jesus, he cried, I thirst. But as God, he said, I am the water of life and living water. As Jesus, he saw the blind man. As God, the blind man saw him. <laughs> wow. What a Savior. Go on out and find somebody that will equal him. You can't. Ain't nobody can, can equal him. As Jesus, he got weary. As God, he said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. As Jesus, he came to the well and asked a woman for a drink. But as God, he gave her living water that she thirsts no more. As Jesus, he died. As Emmanuel, he arose the third day. As Jesus, he went away. As God, he came back in the upper room. And as the Bible said, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And here's one thing that really stuck out at me. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, was there. Why is that so important? There's a religion today that teaches that Mary was born by immaculate conception. I'm, I'm sorry, that's not true. Only one person that was born of a virgin, and that's Jesus. I know Mary was a good woman, and I know Joseph was a good man, but I'm going to tell you, they could not save me. They needed to save themselves. And that's why when she was in the upper room, the Bible says, and Mary, the mother, you know why? Because when the Holy Ghost came, it filled them all, and he was getting ready to deliver the one that had delivered him. Hallelujah. And she found out it's better to be a daughter of the Christ than it is to be the mother of the flesh. Hallelujah. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. That's why you must be born again. Amen. Boy, Damon was hitting on that stuff today in, during Sunday school class. And I said, Lord, he's tearing my message all to pieces. <laughs> well, the Word of God is, not was, not used to be, not going to be. The Word of God is powerful, quick, sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even the dividing asunder of both soul and spirit and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents. You come here with intents and thoughts in your heart and God knows them. <laughs> he knows everything about you. Amen. What a man. What, what a man was Jesus. Number three, I'm, I'm going to preach real fast so y'all got to listen real fast and I'll get you out of here. Number two was Jesus was born that he might reveal God and boy he did. He did reveal God in a great way. You can't find no prophet, nobody in the Old Bible, nobody in the New Testament that could ever compare to what Jesus done in his 33 years while he's up on this earth. Because he, he came for a purpose, and his purpose was not just to have one more holiday before the new year ends. Also, Jesus was born also that he could defeat the devil. Mark chapter 3, verse 27. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, Except he first bind a strong man. If I break into Damon's house, 
I'm, I'd be scared of him. He's pretty strong, pretty powerful, pretty big. But if Tracy, I give her a call and say, Tracy, sneak and tie him up. <laughs> strong cords. I could go in and he'd be sitting there tied up. Ain't a thing you could do about it. I'd say, you like this piece of furniture? Yeah. Well, that's one I'm going to take. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> he can grunt at me. And he can, they don't do that. But there's nothing you can do because he's bound. Jesus came here for one purpose. And that was to destroy the works of the devil. The devil come to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus said, I come that you might have life and you might have it more abundant. I'm not satisfied with living. I'm satisfied. I want an abundant life. And man, I'm telling you, I've been living an abundant life. Ever since God resurrected me from the dead, I've been living like I've never lived before. <laughs> Hallelujah. I cry a lot. I, I do. I, I've cried a lot since, since God uh, raised me back up. Uh, tomorrow would have been me and my wife's uh, 58th anniversary. And I miss her. I miss her bad. I really do. Some people say, yeah, but you, would, you wouldn't go back and have her come. Yes, I would. I'd take care of her. But here he comes to destroy the works of the devil. i got to get away from that. Listen to what Hebrew 2 and 14 says. For as much then as the children, that's a you and me, are partakers of flesh and blood, he also likewise partook of the same, that through death he could destroy him that has the power of death, that is the devil. The only one that could take away death from the devil was Jesus because he was born of a virgin, because all power in heaven and earth was given unto him, and the way he done it was through death. That nobody had ever escaped the death before. Nobody. When they died, they stayed dead. But Jesus, you know, you know who he bound? He bound the strong man, which was death. Death was a strong man. And he, he bound him. How did he do it? Through death. He fought death in the grave. Nobody had ever won when they fight death. Because Ecclesiastes says, talking about death, there is no discharge in that war. It's just over with. Sure, Jesus raised a few people from the dead. But, but where are they at now? They, went, they died again. But here's a man that said, if you destroy this temple, I'll raise it back up. He wasn't talking about the body, I mean the temple of the church, like they thought he was talking about. He was talking about this body, this house that God lived in, this flesh that was wrapped up, God wrapped up in that flesh. He said, if you destroy it, I'll raise it up again. And made them mad. They said, we heard him blaspheme. But when he died... They put him in the, in the ground. He came into this world in a barred womb. And he left in a barred tomb. He didn't have nothing. 
He said the fowls have uh, nests and, and the fox have holes, but I don't have nowhere to lay my head. You know why? He wasn't planning on staying. This was going to be a temporary. And if, and if you're planning on leaving out, all you need is a barred womb and all you need is a barred tomb. So they put him in there, rolled a stone up. And they come back and they told him, said, listen, we heard him say this, so you need to put some guards there because somebody come steal his body and let on like he resurrected. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have to steal his body. There was a fight going on. And death was losing. I can, I can hear the devil now talking to Jesus while he's in the grave. What are you doing here? I come to take something you have, and I'm going to take it away from you. What is it? It's the keys to death, hell, and the grave. You've possessed them long enough. But I am a Savior. I was born a Savior. The angels spoke to the shepherds. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. He never become a Savior. He was born a Savior. And a Savior saves. And he come to save his people from their sin. I come to take the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And the third day he resurrected Hallelujah. The devil couldn't hold him. That's my God. That's my Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. He become the firstborn from the dead. Okay, if he's the first, that means there's going to be more. And if I have to die again, I'm coming back. I'm going to resurrect. Damon talked about us today in the class. We're going to get up this. We're going to have a glorified body. It's, it's not going to be this old flesh, this robe of flesh. I'm going to drop and rise to meet my Jesus in the skies. Bid this old world farewell, farewell. Hallelujah. I, I hope I am alive when he comes back. Amen. But if I ain't, I'm not worried about it. I'll get up out of the grave with the body that he wants me to have. I hope it's not fat like this one. <laughs> Amen. Jesus was also born, number four, and I only got two more points and I'll, I'll quit. Jesus was born also that he could provide salvation for his people. His death was for sinners, 1 Peter 2, 24. Who his own self bear our sins in his body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. <laughs> we are dead to sin but alive unto righteousness because of his penalty that he took up, our penalty he took upon himself. Why did he die so that you and I could live because I couldn't have done it there's no way that I could pay for my sins I had nothing to offer I asked for forgiveness and a lot of people say well I confess my sins to so and so well if, if you didn't confess them to God you, you confess to the wrong person 
A lot of people want you to confess their sin so they can call somebody up and say, hey, guess what somebody just told me? Did you know? No, I didn't, but I'm fixing to find out. Somebody asked me one time, Eddie, do you gossip? And I said, no, but let me tell you who does. <laughs> that's, that's the way it goes. Y'all know, know it's the truth. Don't you tell nobody. They don't want you to tell it because they want to tell it. Jesus knew exactly how to get the word out. He'd tell them, say, now, don't you tell nobody what I've done for you. By the time he got to the next port, they was all lined up waiting on him. You can't keep still what Jesus does for you. You've got you to gotta magnify him. You've got to lift him up. You've got you to let the world know there ain't nobody like Jesus. Just try him. Just, just see what he'll do. He's a savior. You know, when, when he came into this world uh, as a savior, eight days and an old man felt like he was ready to meet God by the name of Simeon. When he looked at Jesus, the Holy Ghost had spoke to him and said, you're not going to see death until you see the Lord's salvation. And when he saw Jesus on the eighth day to do the work of circumcision for him, he looked at him and he said, Now, Lord, mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Let thy servant depart in peace. He felt like he was ready to meet God because he saw Jesus. And if you not saw Jesus, you are not ready to meet God. There's not ten different ways to go to heaven. There's only one way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Hallelujah. If there's, if, if there's different paths, they all lead to one door. And Jesus said, I'm the door. All right, let me give you the last one. Jesus was born into our world so we could be born into his. I've done, told you the scripture, he, part, he partook of flesh and blood. He knows who you are. He knows what your limits are. And... And he knows because Hebrews 2 and 16. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels. When he came into this world, he didn't choose the nature of an angel. He came in this world, as John 1 and 1 says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. God's word is so powerful that the Bible says it's like a sower that had seed. He would go out and throw seeds to the right and left. Some fell on stony ground. Some fell on good ground. Some fell on rocks. But guess what? You want to see the power of a seed? Go out there and look on that sidewalk. Right in the crack before you step up on it. There's a flower blooming. That the wind had blowed a seed from the pot over there. And got in a crack. A cement crack. There's a flower blooming with roses that look like a, a, a beautiful flower. That's the power of a seed. Don't you ever underestimate when a man's preaching what it will accomplish because the power of a seed may take a while to develop, but oh, it's not, it's not in the seed. Hallelujah. His seed is, is powerful. He took not on the angel, the nature of an angel, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Without his birth by a virgin, nobody could ever be able to come out of the grave. But thanks be unto Jesus who giveth us the victory over death, hell, and the grave. 
Hebrews 10 and 5. Wherefore, when he come into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offerings thou wouldest not, but a body thou hast prepared me. I thank God for the body of Jesus. He had three bodies. Don't nobody leave yet. Don't Please don't leave yet. Jesus had three bodies. He had the redemptive body. That's where the blood was at. That's the one that was born of a virgin. Then he had a resurrected body. That's the one where the blood had been shed for our sins. And that's the one that could walk through walls. It was a glorified body. But thank God it could eat. <laughs> Amen. So maybe there's hope for us when we get to heaven. And he had that resurrected body. Number three, he had a body of believers. Everybody that is born of God belongs to the body of Christ. The Bible said ye are the body of Christ. Hallelujah. When I got entered into his body, everything that happened to that body is the same as it happened to me. When he died on the cross, I died on the cross. When he resurrected, I resurrected because I'm in that body. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible says our life is hid with Christ in God. That's why the devil can't beat us up too much. He, he used to beat us up until we got saved. Now he's running around saying, where did he go? Where did he go? My life is hid with Christ in God. I'm in a body. I'm in a body that will never be divorced. I'm in a body, a building that will never be destroyed. <laughs> and I'm in a bride that will never be divorced, a building that will never be burnt. And I'll be in a body that will never be diseased. Thank God, thank God for what Jesus done. If it had not been for him. That's why I tell people, don't fall in love with me. Fall in love with Jesus. See what he done for you. You'll have a, you see, when you have a relationship with Jesus, you'll praise God when the, when the praise team can't get you to praise. When the praise team don't feel like praising God, you'll still have a praise for God. I thank, I thank God because his word is so powerful. That I've never, never, I, I used to wonder all the time, God, I don't know if anybody else prayed like this. I'd say, pray. i say, God, use me. Use me. Most of the time when we pray that prayer, we got a vision of being in a pulpit so anointed that the people are falling out. <laughs> that don't happen very often. When God uses you, Sometimes you don't know it until years later. I told my son one time, he's, he was discouraged, and I told him, I said, listen, don't look back at last week. Don't look back at last month. Look back when you first got saved and see how much you've changed from then to now because this is a work in progress. We're not perfect yet. Look at your neighbor and say, you're not perfect yet. Ooh, some of you women want to get right up in your man's face and tell him. See, I told you you wasn't perfect yet. 
But listen, we're work in progress. I'm not what I used to be. Thank God I'm not what I'm going to be. Hallelujah. God's brought me a long way. And I thought my time had come. I thought this was time for me to go, go be with my wife. Here it goes. I, I didn't even know what was going on. I, they had me so doped up. I thought everybody down there was trying to kill me. I did. I, I seen people with phones that they'd turned into guns, loading the phone up to shoot somebody. I told my son, I said, Tracy's done killed about 30 of them. <laughs> I was scared. I, I, I thought they was all out to get me. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was saying. I was come plumb out of my head. And my son would come up and I'd say, hey, listen, keep your eye out for that. Okay, you can go back to your post. I was talking military. And I had been in the military for 50, 60 years. But I was still talking military. Go back to your post. I, I was plumb out of my head. Oh, but God knew where I was at. God knew what I was going through with. God knew. I had, I had family. I had church people praying. They wouldn't let me go. No, I could have went on, but they wouldn't let me go. My daughter would say, no, I'm serving the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Oh, God. Hallelujah. People crying out for me. God heard them. Whether they were sinners or not, I don't know. I just know whereas I was dead, now I am alive. I wonder my sorrow in.